Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Nearly 95% of people desire a flexible work schedule, with flexibility ranking only second to compensation when it comes to what determines workplace satisfaction. This according to new research from Future Form, that Slack's research consortium, which surveyed over 10,000 workers across the globe. And research from Glassdoor found that the highest rated companies for work-life balance are places that have embraced flexible work. So whether it's flex time, remote arrangements, unlimited PTO, or other perks, employee retention is more important now than ever. Here to discuss work-life balance and the pro-women approach at Mother Love is the company's co-owner and CEO, Silencia Cox. Hi, Silencia, and welcome to the NutraCast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. Before we get into all the questions, why don't you tell me about the brand for those who aren't familiar? Sure. Mother Love is an herbal company that makes organic products specifically for pregnant and breastfeeding moms. Okay. And so Mother Love was founded by your mother, who was an herbalist about four decades ago. What was it like growing up in the business, working with your mom, and then taking over once she retired? Yeah, I I mean, I often joke that I was literally born into this business. <laughs> my, my mother um, has a deep passion for herbs and medicinal plants and started making some of her own products during her pregnancy with me and really was just doing it for herself. And slowly she started to create more formulas still specifically for pregnancy, breastfeeding, um, family products, and started to give them away to friends and family. When I was young, my, my mother used to teach herbal identification classes. So we lived in the foothills of the Front Range of Colorado. So we'd be out in the woods and she'd be showing people which plants were medicine and which plants were edible and then showing them how to kind of gather these herbs and create products such as oils, saps and tinctures. One of the owners of our local food co-op was an attendee and he actually requested if she would be willing to sell the products in his store. And at the time, she didn't really have it in her head to become a product company. I mean, she was an herbalist. Mm -hmm. So she started handwriting labels and uh, selling the products at farmers markets and local stores. Growing up, you know, we always were harvesting plants either in the woods or in my mother's garden. She had a massive herb garden and then drying herbs in our greenhouse. There was crock pots in our kitchen and mason jars. They were kind of making all of the um, products that would eventually become mother love. And then in 1990, she got official labels. It's kind of when she marks the beginning of mother love as a brand, no longer handwriting labels and started distributing a little bit more. In 1992, we were picked up by Whole Foods when they were just a single store in Austin, Texas. So a little over time as the natural products industry continued to grow and demand for natural products, organic products, acceptance of herbal products into the mainstream continued to grow, Mother Love really blossomed along with it. 
over time, we've stayed really focused on creating products that are specifically for moms, um, whether she's pregnant or uh, a newly breastfeeding mom. Our top selling products are herbal supplement line of more milk products to help support mom's lactation experience or our um, organic nipple cream, uh, which is intended for mom's nursing nipples. So those are kind of the focus area in which we have and a little bit of how the brand evolved. I mean, eventually we moved out of our kitchen and, you know, all through my youth, I've worked with Mother Love for Mother Love in some capacity, whether it's helping after school, ship boxes or um, label products. I was always kind of hands-on throughout my youth. And then when I was 19 years old, I started working full-time at Mother Love and literally a done almost everything in the organization making the products through the marketing and sales arms of the organization and we've grown substantially since you know our rustic beginnings uh, we're now distributed in 14,000 stores across the United States and trademarked in 20 different countries wow what a journey and for you to be here, you know, 40 years later, I feel like most companies would have been acquired by now or something like that. Still, you know, sticking to your roots. As somebody who's been, you know, involved in some way or another, just taking a step back and, and looking at the industry, was your mom kind of, you know, looked at more as a hippie back in the day in the in your rustic beginnings? And it, was she taken more seriously toward the end of her career? Um. Well, I wouldn't say looked at as a hippie. I would say my mother is a hippie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She, you know, when she first started making her herbal products, she literally lived in a teepee in the woods in Colorado. She's she's very much um, connected to Mother Earth and her hippie roots. I would say that she's always been taken seriously in the sense that she knows plants and plant medicine and the products that she created are, are truly of quality. I mean, she wasn't even trying to sell anything. She had people requesting to be able to sell her products. So I think that she really established credibility with her knowledge and the quality of the products that she was producing. A lot of it is that mainstream perception has shifted over the last 40 years Just walking into any conventional grocery store, you'll see large natural products um, sections and organic foods and non-GMO project verified foods on all all sorts of even conventional brands. Like the consumer is wanting more natural, wanting more organic options, especially a pregnant and breastfeeding mom. Like no time in life does somebody really pay attention to what they put on their body and in their body than when they're pregnant and breastfeeding, like they're hypervigilant about it. And having natural and organic alternatives is really important to the consumer. And um, the mainstream industry is responding to that. So we were kind of there at the beginning and the birth of the natural products industry, but it's clear that it's blossomed over time and people are buying into 
that organic and natural has value in the consumer marketplace. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, and like you said, you know, as a former pregnant woman myself, nothing gets you reading labels uh, more than expecting. Oh, yes. So your company caught my attention because your CSO, Scott, he's always posting about the wonderful work-life balance and company culture at Mother Love. So I was wondering, could you share some of those things with me, your work week and things that are encouraged there and and all that sort of stuff? Sure. We truly believe in work-life balance. We started this company not trying to start a company. My mother really started making her products because of something she wanted in her life to help balance her own life, to help enrich and enhance where she was in the world at the time. And as a working mother and a mother of three, there's a lot to balance in running a business and parenting and running a household. And it just increasingly gets more complex as families grow. And nobody knows the complexities of that balance like my own mother does. And Mm -hmm. so she's always been focused on flexibility for working parents. We are a company primarily of women, 75% women, which means that there's a lot of working parents on our staff. So some things that we've decided to incorporate into our culture really is around work-life balance. We started implementing about three years ago a four-day work week. This is to help kind of address, balance out childcare needs, as well as just having some more time with your family, not just the weekend. I mean, by the time Saturday hits and you kind of catch up with yourself Sunday, you're already preparing for another week, like not having enough of a break from work and time to recharge. And that is true for me as well as everybody in the the organization. Um, Having a weekend getaway, traveling more, spending time with family more, like everybody talks about work culture and how important work culture is, but there's family culture too. And being there with your family and supporting your family and spending more time with them. I mean, time is something that is the limited resource and giving that back to people has truly made such an impact on people's satisfaction and really finding that balance. Um, So four day work week is something we've truly embraced. We also, we don't offer unlimited PTO, but we do offer generous PTO that builds over your tenure. Um, And we really encourage people to take it. I I think that a recharged employee, a rested employee, somebody who's filled their cup is somebody who wants to work for you. So finding that balance is about employee satisfaction, but it's also about work productivity. People work harder when they're working, when they get to rest and play harder when they're not working. So it's been a great retention tool for us. Um, We offer um, fully paid maternity leave. We offer a lot of remote positions. We do manufacture a lot of our own products. So all of our body care products are still made by us. So not every position is available for remote opportunities because we are running a factory that 
needs a lot of hands-on attention, Mm -hmm. but we try to offer a lot of flexibility. If you need to go pick up your kids from school or something comes up in your life, like, you know, you're never going to choose your work over your family. So allowing people to choose their family first lets them really stay loyal to working with you and for you over many years. So flexibility is kind of our number one goal. And, um, you know, you can't plan for everything. So we just do the best we can in navigating that. Yeah, you kind of answered my next two questions, which were, you know, is your team still able to produce desired results? And then I was going to ask about employee retention, but, you know, it sounds like they're still engaged and productive and they're sticking around. Honestly, I think productivity has gone up. People aren't having to commute to work. People aren't having to factor in all these other things in order to leave their homes for for remote workers. A lot of people can be available earlier or be available later or flex into their child's school schedule as they need instead of feeling like, oh, I just got to make it to five o'clock. I mean, it's 445. I just kill 15 more minutes. Like work, put your best work forward when it works for you, when it's best for your schedule. So I I really think productivity has gone up and retention certainly has. We've always had really high employee retention because we've always focused on work-life balance. The four-day work week has definitely become a a retention tool for us. Um, But we really try to treat people like people, including offering fully paid health benefits because we know that that's a financial burden for a lot of families and it really matters to people. So taking care of the whole person as just one part of the equation, not just focusing on the business makes us a better team, makes us a stronger team. So yeah, I I think both of those things, you know, we were a little worried about the productivity because it was kind of all at the same time when we were, shifting to a work from home schedule and, you know, kind of mandatory work from home and just feeling out how long that would last. And honestly, I really can't imagine going back to the days when we were all in the office five days a week from nine to five. I still think about those days I would sit in traffic and oh my goodness, (laughs) it's a lot. So just when you came out with that four-day work week, what was the reaction from your peers? Like, did did they think you were crazy? Well, at the time, you know, it was right at the beginning of COVID and everybody was juggling so much. Like, I nobody knew what was going to happen. Health and safety was on everybody's mind and working remotely just is how it was. And then we started with the four-day work week to kind of help balance out some childcare needs. And initially, everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a great idea for the summer. We'll we'll see how long it lasts." Like a lot of people really thought, "Well, how could you possibly serve your consumers only four days a week, or serve your customers, or provide good customer service if you're only there four days a week?" But we've really found that, you know, productivity hasn't gone down, sales haven't gone down, adding a day, a Friday is the day that we're off to a shipping time. I've never once had a complaint that 
they ordered on a Thursday evening and they were upset that it didn't ship Friday morning. Most people expect things to take a couple of days to ship. And if people don't want to wait for shipping, I mean, the products are available all over the place. So they're they're widely available. It just hasn't become the obstacle that anybody thought that it might be. I keep telling other business owners that I know that it's been great. I mean, not just for our productivity and retention, but I love having a three-day weekend. Every week, I get to go do something that's really valuable to me and like fills my cup. I don't feel nearly as burnt out as I did when I was working five days a week. So it's just good all around. So I'm constantly pushing it on people and recommending that they give it a try. That is so great to hear. You mentioned obstacles. What are some of the biggest challenges you've encountered since you kind of took over the helm and ramped things up after your mom retired? Well, internally, you know, we've grown from making these products in our kitchen and hand pouring them to distributing them nationally. So really finding efficiencies in our production. So streamlining the way that we make the product and um, being able to scale. I mean, that's been we've scaled slowly. You know, we've been around for 40 years, so it's been a slow build. But knowing when to take the next step, are we preemptively taking a step or are we saying no to new business because we just don't have the capacity? Kind of finding that balance of when to scale and how to scale has been an obstacle. Obviously, I mean, everybody says this, but it is true. Supply chain is a nightmare these last Mm -hmm. two years. Um, It's been really hard to find raw ingredients. The cost of ingredients has gone gone up exponentially. Even just finding containers, the little glass jars that we put our products in, were six months delayed. I mean, we could make products all day long, but if we can't put it in a jar... We can't sell it and people can't buy it. So trying to make sure that we had enough inventory and enough runway without tying up all of our cash in inventory has been a delicate balance for sure. And then kind of externally, you know, continuing to engage at the appropriate level with the consumer. You know, we serve a pregnant and breastfeeding mom. Our original consumers, I mean, a lot of them are grandmothers now or have grown children we are always looking for the new mom who is pregnant or breastfeeding or just entering her motherhood journey and trying to intersect her where she is and when she needs us because it's a really small niche and you're pregnant and you're breastfeeding and you do that a handful of times throughout your lifetime But there's always somebody that needs that product. So making sure we're communicating appropriately to our demographic um, and not, you know, overdoing it, but also not underdoing it. And then again, you know, just the retailer dynamics over time. I mean, we used to sell at a farmer's market. That's a lot different than selling in Walgreens. We're in every Walgreens store across the United States and they've been a fantastic partner, but figuring out how to work with a large retailer versus selling directly to the consumer has been a learning curve and a powerful one and an amazing one, but definitely 
has plenty of challenges in kind of learning how to operate within those new guardrails, if you will. And the internet, I mean, that's completely different. I mean, Amazon is a huge portion of our direct-to-consumer sales now. The internet wasn't even invented when we started distributing products. So there's just addressing those omni-channel dynamics and finding the consumer where they are is constantly evolving. And, you know, that's always an ongoing challenge, a, a delightful challenge, but a challenge nonetheless. Yeah. What a journey. I mean, going from a teepee to Amazon, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a drastic change. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) So I was reading um, you are a certified B Corp business. What was that process like? I know it's not easy. Yeah, it's um, it's a process, certainly when you become a B Corp. So A B Corp is a certification for your business that really measures you on metrics on how you behave as a business and environmental sustainability, employee engagement, uh, community impacts. So there's a variety of different ways. So we really look at it as a triple bottom line model. So bottom line being profit. But people and planet also being stakeholders in the outcome of how you do business. So using business as a force for good. So we've always really respected B Corps um, and we've always had these strong triple bottom line foundation focusing on planet Earth. I mean, we gather herbs that grow outside of our door. And as we grew more, we really focused on only providing organic herbs and really sourcing clean ingredients and packaging our products in glass. Like environmental sustainability has been a huge focus for Mother Love over the years. So when we consider becoming a B Corp, the initial process is to take an assessment and kind of see where you land and then how much you have to change in order to meet the benchmark. When we took our initial assessment, we were already over the initial benchmark. So for our employees, it really didn't feel that different because we didn't change a bunch of policies and implement a lot of changes in order to be a B Corp. It was more like, oh, now we have to create a document for this process. Like, we recycle, we compost, we divert 98% of our waste out of the landfill. That was a practice we already had. We had a recycling bin, a compost bin, and a trash bin. But for B Corp, we really need to submit our waste management plan. So then I had to put it in writing of this is how we behave. So that was kind of the biggest obstacle is just like formalizing all of our procedures, which was already kind of our natural default behavior. So we didn't have to change a lot to become a B Corp. As we've grown, we've continued to improve. We want to grow and improve as a business. So when we recertify, we have new metrics, but honestly, the documentation was the biggest obstacle for us is because lots of documentation is required to prove that we are truly doing what we say we're doing. Yeah, okay. And then I also saw that in 2022, Mother Love became a certified uh, women's business enterprise. Why was that important for you to do? 
Well, again, we've always been women-owned. Um, my mother is the founder and primary owner of the business, and my sisters and I are co-owners with her. So the four of us women own the business 100%, and we've always been a women-owned business. Going through the certification process, again, a lot of documentation to say, yes, I work here, I own this business, I operate this business. Yes, I know that, we all know that, but to really formalize it, put it in writing, to validate and verify that we are truly women-owned and operated was important for us to become a certified women-owned business. The documentation, certainly, certainly a lot of it. Um, But I think that it is important for not only our consumers, I mean, our consumers primarily are women and supporting other women owned and mother founded businesses um, is important to consumers. A lot of retailers are also looking for diversity certifications and being women owned has opened a lot of doors to new retailers for us. Okay. And yeah, so you mentioned you're at Walgreens, uh, Walmart, Whole Foods. You're also at CVS, hospitals, pharmacies, Amazon, 20 countries and growing. What would you say is the largest factor to the company's success? I mean, honestly, it is the quality of the products. Many of the formulas that we have out on the market are the same recipes that my mother developed years ago. We've really stayed true to our roots and not adding shelf stabilizers or preservatives or artificial ingredients. Our products are truly very clean and simple and all made with certified organic herbs. Remaining herbal based, I mean, there's being able to share the power of plants and the power of herbs in a simple recipe to the masses. I mean, it's just such a beautiful equation of more people having access to things that are truly from the earth and so clean and so simple. And I think the simplicity of it is really has uh, made us successful. Word of mouth from the consumer over the years has continued. Moms recommend the product to their girlfriends, to their sisters, to their sister-in-laws. When we ask people how they hear about mother love, the majority of the time it's from a personal recommendation or the recommendation of their healthcare professional. We've created relationships with lactation consultants and midwives that they know and trust the brand. And so word of mouth is been a huge factor in our growth. And honestly, just doing what we say we're going to do. You can read our labels and that's what's in it. There's, It's simple. It's straightforward. It's clean. We are have a variety of other certifications aside from B Corp and being women-owned. We carry the USDA um, organic seal, which means that the products and all the ingredients are made without herbicides, pesticides, or the use of um, GMO ingredients. A lot of our products are non-GMO project verified. We're Leaping Bunny certified, so that's certified cruelty-free. None of the ingredients or products are ever tested on animals. So we do a really good job of trying to communicate to the consumer of what we stand for and what we provide to them. And 
honestly, our reputation precedes us. I love how you put that. Before I let you go, what's next? Is there any updates, news or announcements that you would like to tell us about? Over the last year, we've been rolling out a new look. So we've done a complete rebrand. We're really proud of it. Um, It helps convey better to the consumer which products are for her. It's really beautiful. Um, We're just so proud of all the hard work that has gone into our new look and think it represents our brand so well. So that's been a huge um, push on behalf of the entire team. Um, We're also launching uh, a couple new products as we speak. They're rolling out to retailers in June. And then we have even more new products in the works for 2024. So keep your eyes peeled. We will definitely be on the lookout for those new products and the rebrand. Silencia Cox, co-owner and CEO of Mother Love, thank you so much for joining me here on the NutraCast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.